What's going on, everyone? Happy Friday, or whatever day you're listening to this, actually. Welcome to the Fat Fit Freedom Podcast, episode 13, coming at you. Maybe it's 14. Did I mess that up? Is it 13 or 14? 13. The next episode of the Fat Fit Freedom Podcast coming, and got a very special guest to join Brandon and I today, the original GMO baby, the phrase that I coined that for, have the gentleman on here, Matt. Introduce yourself. Thanks for coming on. I'm Matt. Um, run track at Brandeis currently. In high school, I was a four-season captain for track. I won. I was a state champion in the decathlon my junior year. Um, Damn. I was. I qualified for all states in sprints a bunch of times as well. Sub-11 guy in the 100, sub-22 guy in the 200. That's Those are my accolades. Damn. Right? Those numbers up. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I was like, introduce yourself. He's like, whips it out. This is exactly who I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, kid's only 19 years old, everybody. Very impressive. And so the reason I <laughs> reason I called him GMO baby is because 19 year olds aren't supposed to be built like this man, this young man right here. Mm. What's your what's your uh, measurements? Six one two hundred. Six one two hundred. But I swear, I saw old pictures of you when you were in like high school. Oh yeah. And I swear to God, you looked like like this pole over here, like, this, <laughs> like stick. Yeah. Like what happened? Like what? We're gonna talk about this later, but I want to know what PEDs you're taking. Not like, taking any PEDs. That's such oh, this guy, such a liar. It's it's cool. We've already discussed this on past podcasts. We're not above taking them. No. <laughs> no, no, we don't hate. We don't hate. We appreciate the, the thing that people get confused about is they think of pe- if they take supplements, if they take uh, performance enhancers, that the results will automatically yeah. just come. No. Uh, it, it's so much harder than that. And there's so much more to it. Uh, you you do have to put in a lot of work, uh, not only uh, while you're on it, but when you get off it as well. And that's where people uh, are at the most risk is when they stop using uh, performance enhancers. Not to say that Matt is on performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, of course. Just speaking in generalities. (laughs) Exactly. I don't want to confuse the uh, situation. That's right. uh, It's hilarious. No, just kidding. Matt is all natural. And the kid's just, just a beast. Honestly, if there's any, like if there's, where any, quote unquote young person I would direct people to in terms of like, hey, like if you're taking care of your body, this is who you should model after. You're totally one of those people. Thank you. Thank because you. Because when we've talked to this guy, uh just in random conversation, just as friends, really good head on your shoulders. Thank you. And I think I mean, honestly it's the the way things are nowadays and you know people can act sometimes. Like I find it fascinating that you don't go out and like party like crazy. Or you're not like some shithead, like little, like, you know, like, like entitled kid. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have worked for all your accolades. Like you train so hard. Respect. You inspire Thank us you. to Thank train. You. So that's, that's awesome to see. And been excited to have you come on, invite you on, because I'd love for you to give uh, perspective across like obviously some of the topics we'll be going into. And to start us off, I know one of the things that always gets people kind of motivated into the gym or into workout is like, you know, people just, they get this idea in their head and they want to become super fit or they want to just go balls to the wall. Um, like no regrets, like just do everything they can. And they start going ham with their exercise. However, what many don't really think about is the difference between training hard and training smart. 
for their own bodies. Mm -hmm. And now you're someone, just because you're young, people may think like, oh, like, oh, you're young, so you, you can do whatever the hell you want. No, it doesn't work. So do you mind giving a little insight into one, how do you actually train your body? Okay. So, I mean, nutrition is a huge part of it. You have to be putting the right foods into your body. Um, otherwise, you aren't going to be repairing your muscles the proper way. Um, that's probably the largest part to me because I see all these people on all these really bad diets or just don't they have poor nutrition in general. Yeah. And they're always they're always the ones who tend to be a little lazier, lag behind. And then they, for whatever reason, I see those people getting injured. But it's not only about that. It's not only about nutrition. There are multiple parts that go into it. It's about stretching before and stretching the proper way before you exercise. You can't go into an exercise already like working hard. Like you have to, yeah. you have to warm up the proper way. You can't go in already tired. So you have to warm up properly. You have to warm up the smart way, and you have to prepare yourself mentally to. Even if you aren't going to be doing your max set or a max weight that day or running your hardest that day, you're still going to have a hard workout no matter what. It's, yeah. it's just about going in it the smart way. And then after the workout, it's about cooling down properly, letting your muscles recover, not letting lactic build up. Because when you have lactic acid build up, everything's much sore in your body, whether it's your quads, your hamstrings, your chest, whatever it is. And then you tend to compensate with something else. And that's when I've seen a lot of injuries. Gotcha. Now, how would you say you stretch? Like walk us through something that you do. So it's all, I mean, pre-exercise, most of it is dynamic. So what that means is it's just an active mobility. So lunges, squats, um, before I run a race, let's say, um, I never just go into the race cold. I always do a couple accelerations beforehand. Um, dependent, it's all dependent on how I feel that day. So if it's a colder day, I'll usually do four or five. If it's a warmer day, I'll do two to three. Um, and then we have a warm up that we go through. It's it's takes about a half an hour to get through, but it involves just dynamic stretching where it's like lunges and movement based stuff. And then there is that part of like the normal stretches that most people know where it's like, okay, like the zombie walk where you just you stretch. It's typical hamstring yeah. stretch or like, or like butterfly. Walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah, multiple names. Yeah, exactly. Or like a butterfly, just stuff like that. It's stretching different ways to get ready. Sure. Mm -hmm. Now for yourself, actually, I should have said this in the beginning, just to give you an idea on how fit and how quick and fast Matt is here. What's your 40 time in the 40 yard dash? 439. 439. So who is that faster than? We were talking about this earlier. Who is that faster than in the NFL? Odell Beckham. So Matthew here is faster than Odell Beckham Jr. That's fine. Just want to throw that out there. That's fine. We're laughing about that yes. <laughs> earlier. Oh, yeah. And so, again, you were saying you're 19. You're stretching for like 20, 30 minutes. You're warming up. Yeah, I warm up for 30 minutes before every workout. That's, that's insane. I've seen so many people. They don't. Nobody actually warms up. <laughs> like I rarely see people actually oh, yeah. go through a legitimate warm up. Is that a routine you put together yourself, or is that something that uh, you, you, you know, kind of collaborate on with somebody else, or you know, where does it come from? So I've learned a lot of it through different people. Um, 
So some of it is what I found the most effective for me. Yeah. And then some of it's also what my coaches give to me to do. Um, so most of it is what my coaches give me to do, but I also fit the things that I really like and find useful in um, throughout it or at the end of it, um, just dependent on when I think it's necessary. It is so impressive for a 19 year old to take 30 minutes to stretch. Yeah. Um, can't just, get 39 yeah, year olds to yeah. do it. Uh, and you know, the, the 39 year old and then to, in the opposite direction, the, the, 14, 15, 16, even 17 year old, uh, it's really hard to get them to stretch for even 10 minutes, let alone 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, that takes extreme discipline and patience, uh, which it's obvious that you have because of the success you've had uh, on the track, man. Really impressive. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I've dealt with injury in the past, so you learn from injury. You don't want to re-injure yourself because that sidelines you for a while. Um, I've torn my hip. I've pulled my hamstring several times um you torn your hip oh. yeah my hip flexor and i just kind of get chills and, like, yeah, yeah every I time walk. i hear an injury i'm like oh god i was on crutches for like seven weeks oh. um but yeah you learn from your past and you learn to not make the same mistakes again so that's why i stretch for 30 minutes before and then i stretch after as well now for someone like yourself obviously you're training what do you run again just for clarity uh, 100 and 200 and then four by one as well. 100 and 200, four by one. So those are, those are your main focuses. And shot season. put. And your shot put. Yeah. Okay. 100, 200, four by one. Shot put. Yeah. Shot put. That's a new thing though. <laughs> but so those are your main four things though mm -hmm. that you're usually training for. Mm -hmm. And I think this is good because, or just to highlight, because I've seen many, you know, exercise, doesn't matter what it is. They are trying to do too many things at once. Can yeah. you give a little insight into your training? Because obviously you're working with coaches, you have your own personal experience and learning from other people. And at 19, you've gotten these great results already. And you're, you're on this, you're on the upward <laughs> curve of where your trajectory is yeah. going uh, for your track career, um, potential NFL, who knows, right? There's a lot mm -hmm. of things that you're looking to do and now or potentially to do as well. In terms of progressive overload, Many I've talked a little bit about this before, touched on it, um, focusing on obviously similar training programs, training patterns, not switching everything up. Can you explain to everyone why it's really important, especially for your training, but in training in general, to be training consistently to be able to measure progress? Yeah, if, I mean, if you're training consistently, then you have, there's nothing setting you back from the outside. Like you aren't... You, if you aren't training consistently, I should put it this way, um, you are setting yourself back and it's, you can't take a year off and expect to have the same results. Yeah. You need, your muscles need the, they need to know what's going on. They need to yeah. understand that, okay, I can't bench press 225 right now, but if I put in the work continuously, then I'll be able to, because it's a progressive thing. It's not, it's not a wake up and, do it type of thing. There are very <laughs> few people in the world who can just go outside and run in the Olympics. Like they Usain Bolt is one of those guys, <laughs> but he he is also he's he's you you can't compare yourself no, to you Usain. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, he's, he, but that's a guy that didn't always win right yeah. away. You know, right? He definitely had to work for it. He took his lumps and uh, and yeah. turned into what we see today. You know, but it, you're right. It, you know, it was a progression for him, uh, right. as it is for for everybody else. 
Yeah, yeah. everything's a progression. And so let's let's take like a hundred meters for example. Mm -hmm. When you're training for that, it's not like you only train running one hundred meters no. every single time. How would you actually? How do you actually train for that? And I want to relate this to something after you explain. Okay, so sometimes you train a little shorter, so a little more explosive. So you work on a different phase of the race, um, the starting phase, um, just because it's the more explosive you are out of the blocks, the faster you're going to be at the end. Um, so you need to break it down into like 10 by 20 meters that day out of the blocks or something like that. And then there are days where you train the longer parts of the race. So like you'll do like five by 200 with a certain amount of rest. So that way you can experience like a lactic buildup um, mid set and see how you respond to it and learn to push yourself through it. Sure. And then there are also other parts of the season where you're taking a little bit, you're taking it a little bit easier. So like right now I'm not in season. So most of my workouts that my coaches give me or that um, we collaborate on are 70% workouts. It's not max effort. It's nowhere close to max effort. It's just maintenance work. Gotcha. And so that's really important. I want everyone to understand hearing that because athletically, when you're training for a sport, it's not like in this case, training for hundred meters, many would think, oh, he's probably just out there sprinting all the time as fast as you can. That's how you get faster. No, 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 no. You got to break it down. You can break it down mechanically. You can break it down for your technique, right. conditioning wise. There's many other variables that you can break down in your own training to relate this to others who are listening for, let's say, basic general fat loss or strength gains. Let's say you want to, from what you were saying before, let's say someone wants to get a stronger chest press. They want to get stronger in their upper body. Mm -hmm. Benching is one of the standard ways, right? You can measure strength in that, in that context, but to get stronger at your bench, it's not like you would just only bench. You can overhead press, you can use dumbbells, you can, you use, can cables. use cables, you can use resistance bands, you can do weighted push-ups. There's many other ways that you can train your body to get better at one thing you want to get better at. But that one thing you want to get better at, you don't just have to focus on it in terms of improving that. There's so many other things that you can do uh, centered around there, still focusing on that goal, but giving you a little bit more variety where you can take your strength maybe from one, le one level to the next, mm -hmm. where you don't just have to be stuck in this um, one way, one line of thinking, this narrow-minded way of thinking in terms of your training, because that's where people plateau, where most people, when they plateau, it doesn't matter what they plateau in. They've been doing one specific thing, or they've been training one specific way for an extended period of time, but then that's it. That's all they're doing. There's, there isn't any other modality that they're working. There isn't any other focus uh, even weakness that they're strengthening. You can only strengthen your strengths so much, but with the human body, there's so many things that we could work on every single time, day in and day out uh, in the gym to we get better. Or even not even just with benching, right? It could even be you want stronger legs, yeah. okay? Or you want, maybe let's say you want to be more explosive in your legs. There's so many ways you can build power in your, in your legs. legs. So like there's so many, not even just squatting. Yeah. We can get into lunging. We can get into split squatting. Deadlifting. Deadlifting, deadlifting is like the standard. Like, don't even say that. Like, like there's so many things you can do in terms of your training to improve whatever you're trying to improve on. But it's not necessarily the one thing that your goal is. Because I feel like people get fixated on one specific thing and it's all they can think about. And it keeps them from being aware uh, or even noticing and, and being able to learn all these other great avenues uh, to be able to train their body. Yeah. And now... Um, 
moving forward, I, I like what you had said before about the injuries that you had had, mm-hmm. because many probably think that a you're young, you don't get fucking hurt. No, that's very. Or, or B, yeah. you're young, you can get hurt because you're just gonna recover. Like it's, no. just, it's never gonna matter for your injuries. First, can you? <laughs> I, I just, I hate. I can't stand hearing that personally so much. It is such a pet peeve of mine when people look at me and they're, and obviously in, in this case there, you'd know me a little bit older yeah. than I, but they're like, Oh, like you're young. Yeah. Like you can recover. They're like, Oh, I remember when I was young and now they're acting like they're old and they're decrepit and their body's breaking down. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I still feel pain. Let's get this straight. Like it's not that we don't get hurt. Yeah. Walking freaking injury report here. Uh, can you, can you explain to everyone one, go through like common injuries you have. Um, but then two, how long did it take you to recover from let's say your hip? Oh, okay. So I've gone to answer the first question, the first part of that. Um, I've had numerous hamstring injuries. That's probably the most lagging one. Then hips, I've had a shoulder injury. Um, those are the big ones. I had a high ankle sprain once that sent me back for a little bit. Um, that's really it for like injury wise. Um, were these injuries training, were they like active injuries or were they, uh, in, in a meet or did it happen, uh, you know, working out? It's uh, a combination of all those. It's happened in everything. So the hip was in a meet, the hamstring, the initial hamstring was in a meet. Um, I've had hamstring flares in practice, um, or in the weight room. And then my shoulders predominantly just because of progressive overload on it. Mm. It takes its wear over time with like anything. Yeah. Um, but you learn how to treat it. You learn how to do other things to get around it. Yeah, sure. Right. So with your hamstring, how long have you been dealing with that? Oh, I've Ongoing? Been, oh my hamstring oh, since I was a sophomore in high school. Since you're a sophomore in high school. Yeah. Uh, unrelated to the hip or related to the hip? So... It's hard to say. Um, my guess is it's probably related to the hip as a compensa- uh, compensation thing. <laughs> um, just because my left hamstring's injured, that's the back of my left leg. I injured the front side of my right leg, if so to say, because yeah. it goes down into my quad a little bit. Sure. So it's all. It's just the opposite. It's the counter muscle. So that's my guess is it's compensation with that. So. And 19, talking about overcompensation within your muscles that's produced an injury that you have particularly dealt with since your sophomore year in high school. Mm-hmm. How long ago was that? Five years ago now. Cool. So I just wanted to repeat that again, just to highlight to everyone that it does not matter your age if we're talking dealing with physical ailments or the body. I can't fucking stand when people use their age as an excuse. Right for that type of stuff. Cause I feel like it happens. Like I, it, yeah. like it totally happens all the time where people will blame their age on the way that they're feeling. And it's not that their age is contributing to the way that they're feeling. No, 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 no. You're just, you aren't handling screwing up your body yourself yeah. actually, which is why you can feel like this. I mean, I, Brandon, you've probably seen like athletes even do that too to themselves right. like over the years. Yeah. <laughs> so the older athletes get, uh, knickknacks, uh, things that nag them a little bit more. And instead of taking the, you know, proper precautions or uh, making the adjustment, um, it, it ends up turning into something bigger than what it what it should have been. And instead of 
you know, addressing it for what it is, their age ends up being the reason. And, you know, we hear with pundits all the time, yeah. the guy's age. And there are, there is a point where you, your age becomes, um, your performance will decline of because of your age, but not necessarily because of anything that you, um, you haven't done in the gym or, you, you know, it's, it's just because look, younger people typically are going to be faster than older yeah. people, not in all cases, but in most of them. Sure. So, you know, taking those things aside, uh, you know, if you do take care of yourself, you are less likely to be injured. There's no guarantees, but, you know, take the proper precaution and then, uh, don't use excuses. Fix it. Yeah, excuses so. are my least favorite thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> I hate excuses. I love that. Love that you say that. Oh my god. Yeah. There's like I think people really just don't understand that you get one body. You get one body. Treat it like and a Ferrari. And so what was that? Treat it like a Ferrari. Yeah. Or like it, even <laughs> car and and luxury type of even comparisons aside, if you're not treating your body properly i'll say and you get one i really feel like people just don't appreciate what they have ever but i say that i mean ever because how often i mean maybe not in your case at least I mean, you've probably seen a lot more in, in this case too one because we're older and then, <laughs> uh but then two here's from observing and seeing people over the air like people will let's say when they're younger they'll party all the time they'll take their body for granted yeah. and maybe they'll work out a little bit or uh, maybe they'll train some and they can rely on genetics at some point with having quote unquote a fast metabolism enough to watch what they want, what they what they do. Their body's always gonna be skinny. But it's that ignorance that all of a sudden as time goes by, because time goes by really fast. As you get older, if you're not taking care of yourself, all of a sudden you will actually wake up one day and feel like complete shit. But it's not that you're it's your age. It's your actions have led you to that point where you've actually never known what it feels like to have a healthy, fit, functioning body. And then people get old and then they start blaming it on their age and reminiscing on times when they were younger, when they could do whatever they wanted. And, and it's never too late. <laughs> exactly, too. Late. Also, yeah, great point. Never too late. Uh, take People, you know, you've seen it uh, on all, all levels, whether it's being overweight or being older, whatever the case is, people get to these extreme circumstances and then they're able to make some, some sort of adjustment to get back to neutral or to get to even a higher level, of, you know, than what they expected or when they started, uh, you know, as, as, you know, frustrating as it can be, uh, it's still never too late to make that adjustment to incorporate some type of uh, action or activity into your life. And, you know, off our last episode uh, from last week, talking about everyone's an athlete. You know, there's older athletes, there's younger athletes. Uh, yeah. You know, your body wants wants that action. Give it a little bit of you know assist and uh, give it a little action. Yeah. No. So true. Have you met thirty year olds that are faster than you? Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have. Um. I have met thirty year olds who are faster. Have you raced them? I haven't raced them. No. But you've seen them. I've seen them at track meets and. And what'd you think? What'd you think when you saw that? First off is that guy looks much bigger in person. than. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, secondly, he like, there's just something about them. You can tell like they're the way, like they're, 
they're crafted like their yeah. bodies uh, yes their body was made is just so much different than the normal person it's yes. it's like you look at their calves and you're like yeah. those aren't calves it's like a stick with like a massive thing on it like it <laughs> looks like a tumor yeah and then great point yeah and just doesn't make any sense to me because like i put in all this hard work as well but they were just given like i'm, I'm not saying i was given a bad body i was i'm very thankful for what i was given but these guys yeah. are like the next level and it's sure it's crazy to see them yeah well and i think it's it's important to highlight after that too and let's say they're in their 30s well how long have they been working at that as well oh how not- many years have they been training for that body mm-hmm. and for what they're doing at least 15 years if yeah not more. Yeah, probably more it's no i mean it's no wonder why we can look at people like that and think like oh my god like they're they're incredible they're amazing i don't understand how their body's like this but then at the same time you can always trace everything back right. to it where someone like yourself it's like kid you're 19. Mm-hmm. Add 10 more years if you, continue, if you continue training yeah. how you're training. How are you going to look? We're going to we're gonna be old. We're going to be in nursing homes by the, like another 10 years, basically, like <laughs> by comparison with how your body's going to be. Like, it's going to be yeah. it's gonna be awful. You know what? X, stop training. I don't want that to happen. I Fuck you, man. I'll never stop training. <laughs> you know that. I'm just... Catch up. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. guys, like, you just really get one body. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. it's – ridiculous that people don't appreciate their bodies enough to see what it can do or what it can become or just to feel what it feels like to have freedom freedom yeah exactly like nothing wrong you able to move and do things that you want to do anytime your body wants it yeah like it, it can happen mm-hmm. that's fun yeah even if people get injuries or you can recover from injuries so you can like yourself you can work through injuries right. we're always working through injuries yeah. right something's always happening mm-hmm. but that's just a minor setback exactly it doesn't mean to stop so that's actually the worst thing you can do when you're injured is to just completely stop what you're doing. Now, I wanted to segue into this because we had touched on it a little bit earlier. And I think it's really important people to understand that Matt is the biggest steroid user that I actually know. Biggest, yeah. That we mm. actually know. Trendy ball. <laughs> well, I'm glad he just admitted it. We got that on Thank wax. Okay. We got that. <laughs> we can actually stop the podcast now. Okay. We had you admitting you use steroids. No, but there's no. There, no I'm always I'm always giving this guy a hard time over that. Um, but in reality, have you seen a lot of people use PEDs or steroids? Yes, I've, especially on social media, I've seen a few in person. It's very obvious when they're on it. Yeah. Um, but they, I see them in the gym every day. Like especially at the gym that I work at right now, there's there are a few people who I can think of <laughs> who who do it. Um, but they're in there every day too. So it's not like they're mm-hmm. working hard. Like you said before, it's it, yeah. It makes things easier to accelerate in. Mm-hmm. So like you, for them, they're bodybuilders. They want to put on as much muscle as they can. It's easier for them to put on muscle with it, but they're still in there working hard for three hours yeah. every day. Yeah. It's not like they're taking days off. It's mm-hmm. so why do you choose not to use them? Um, for me personally, at least right now, I'm way too young to use them. Um, it wouldn't be safe for me to use them. And then it would, since, I mean, I'm still technically going through puberty. Um, it would, my hormones would be all screwed up for the rest of my life. I don't want that. Um, I don't use them because, um, 
I'm a natural athlete and I take pride in the fact that I'm as good as I am naturally. Um, I don't personally, I just don't want to be viewed in that category as because there's a very negative connotation to it, even though maybe there shouldn't be, or maybe people should, um, maybe there should, people should just look at it a different way. I think they need to do their research before they go in and just say, oh, he uses steroids, he's cheating. Um, yeah, it's it's not legal in most sports, but the people are still putting in the hard work. I don't do it because I'm in college. I can. I'm in the NCAA. If I ever got caught at a meet and got drug tested, I'd be thrown off my team right away, and that I don't want to do that. Um, and then it's just a pride thing for me. I like doing what I do naturally. It, there's another level I have to push myself in order to do what I do. Yeah. Um, and I just have to, it makes me stay a little more consistent every day. Now, do you look at someone that you've seen, that's not a lot of bodybuilders, someone in your sport? Yeah, in my sport, yeah. And, and even, right, so let's say same grade, right? Mm-hmm. Would you look at them differently? If they, if I knew they were taking yeah. a performance-enhancing drug? Um, no, um, I wouldn't look at them differently. I'd look at them I'd, I know the people who I compete against, I keep in close contact with me because I want to see what they're doing. So that way I can change something if I need to change something. Um, I know people who are national champions in the 100 and the 200. I know very talented athletes who don't use anything, but had they used something, I know that the amount of hard work that they've put in got them to that point. Um, and that most of their we all know it, but most of the top athletes do something, whether they come out positive or not. Look at Robinson Cano in baseball, who was clean, clean for so-and-so 12 years at this point, or however long mm-hmm. he's been in the MLB, a ridiculously long time. Everyone does it. It's just a matter about being caught. Mm-hmm. Everyone's there putting in the hard work. It's just they're trying to stay level with the playing field. That's the uh, A-Rod effect, big contract, pressure, yeah. steroids. Try to increase performance. Uh, you know that's just an excuse, but it, you know uh, that's a that's a great perspective to have. Uh, but does do your feelings change if that if, if somebody you know is using it and they end up beating you? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it changes if they if they end up beating me or if they if they're in my yeah. race and I end up beating them. It says, oh, I can. If I beat them, then it's like, oh, I just beat the person who uses steroids. I'm better than them, even though they're so-and-so cheating in a negative connotation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I get beaten by them, I'm not going to be happy because I'm putting in all this hard work, even though they're putting in the same hard work, they're just getting a different result at the end of it. And Would that make you want to use them, though? Would I want to use them? I no, totally I, would be grilling them. Yeah. I told him we'd be grilling him if he came on. I mean, I'm never going to say that I don't want to use it. It's like, it's, uh, every athlete wants to use them because it gets you to your maximum potential. If you ask me that question, if I could win a gold medal in the Olympics and die by the age of 50, I would take that. Take the gold medal? I'd take the gold medal. Because. I'm with you on that. What's real? Yeah. what, What good is it? 
to live without being remembered yeah. because you get remembered when you win a gold medal. You don't get remembered if you're sure. taking fourth in the Olympics or <laughs> taking fifth in the Olympics. You I appreciate the honesty on that one. No, seriously, because I think and that's really important. I'm really glad that you actually have said these things. Yeah. Uh, because people act like they people want to act like they are saints and they are above. Yeah. No, deep down, uh, everyone like wants to do like They're above the fray. Like, of course mm-hmm. you want to do it. Now, do you think it makes someone, do you think it, it that would bring into question a person's character? No, absolutely of, not. Of the sport. Of the sport. Oh, this is tough. Okay. Um, no, because, I mean, maybe at the beginning when people weren't using things. So, like, let's say before, like, the Golden Era in baseball where Mark, Mark McGuire was hitting 50 homers a season, Bonds was hitting 70 a season, stuff like that. Maybe before that, um, when everyone wasn't using it, yeah, then you it would be going against your character a little bit because then you're really cheating. But when everyone's doing it around you, I think you're putting yourself at a disadvantage to not stay with the. So you think it, as long as everyone, if everyone else is doing it, if everyone then, else has the option to do it, then yes, every everyone has the option to do it, mm-hmm. then you believe you should do it. I don't believe you should do it. I yeah, I think you have the choice. It's in your. It's in your court. Definitely, the ball's in your court. Greater incentive. Yeah. Sure. Well, especially in well, in baseball context, especially if everybody's using them, yeah. right? Yeah, and you see all these big contracts being handed out because I think that's what people forget is is when these things are happening in sports, um, in athletics, there's a lot of money involved. Like, hundreds it's, of it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not pride. It's money. <laughs> that's that's the big hundreds of millions of dollars. That's the big factor here. Where if the difference in you taking PEDs is 50 to a hundred million dollars. I don't care what anyone says. I'm taking the damn PEDs. Like, I'm t- <laughs> it's like you are out of yeah. your mind yeah. to, not, to not, to not do that. What are you going to get? Fined? <laughs> like you get fined. Find hundred thousand dollars. Like or something like not even you get, like, you yeah. get suspended. You, st- you still get that contract. Crazy. Oh my God. Like Crazy. this, like this is real life. Like this is people's families and livelihoods. Um, and so, yeah, like I, I think that many feel the same, like you said, like many feel the same way. Many would do it. They just would not admit that. Does that make you a bad person? No, that doesn't make you a bad person. That actually really just makes you human Yeah. at that, at that point where it's different if nobody was taking them right. and they get caught. But if you took the majority mm-hmm. and the majority starts taking them and it's, they're excelling and they're improving and in, in what they're doing and it, it's actually keeping you behind at some point, People really have to ask themselves, "What do they want?" Yeah, I would. I would like to see more regular older people start to research and take PEDs more often. Uh, yeah, just to help their bodies and to help them recover and to help them live a normal, uh, you know, life. People talk about PEDs and athletes, and you know, rarely does it get discussed with the general population. Sure, who probably needs it more than these genetic freaks already. No, exactly. They get along with their lives perfectly yeah. fine without ever needing steroids. And so, like, I want to relate this really quick to. I, I love that you said that, because people would think like that is that's crazy, right? Like for someone to take, like a normal person yeah. to take to take a PED or to take a bunch of supplements to try and improve their body. Because I actually really considered PEDs 
supplements in a way. Yeah. Just a little step above. Performance enhancing. Yeah. Performance enhancing. Like a lot of supplements are performance enhancing. Yeah. They oh, do yeah. the same thing. It's for recovery, right? But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I actually, Brendan and I have talked about this. Like HGH as one of them. Well, HGH produces, is produced by the body. So is creatine. Right. Why is one labeled a PED and the other not? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a conversation again for another day for that one. Um, but people will look at that as weird and strange, taking PEDs or athletes doing this. But then, but yet you have people out there smoking like two packs of cigarettes a day. You have people, you have people out there that they're not registered, but they are borderline alcoholics mm-hmm. with how they abuse alcohol. Why, for me, like I, I, I'm, I hate, you know, I don't like to be one to point the finger, right, or to look through a glass house right. when people will 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 negatively look upon someone or an athlete. Uh, or someone just trying to be fit, someone to improve their body, taking certain things to improve their body, whether it's supplemental mm-hmm. or, I mean, sorry, when it is supplemental, when at the same time they're putting all these things into their body that will never help it. Like it will never in any way, shape or form improve your body. If you're taking drugs, if you're taking, if you're smoking, if even, even if you're not eating, right? Right. It's just, yeah. you're never going to uh, improve your body at all. And so I think it's just the, the perspective that's often missed yeah. mm-hmm. with these type of things to really contextualize what you're actually doing and what, and, and what you're saying. Cause even, even right. And Brandon, in your, in your case, as, a, as a baseball player, imagine if I was looking at you and I, and I found out that you took PEDs, and I was like, oh, you're a terrible, Brandon, you're a terrible person. You're a horrible, like, you're a horrible athlete. You were never really that good. And I'm thinking this uh, of you yeah. when I'm someone, I don't take care of my body at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I drink all, I drink all the time. Yeah. And it's like, really? Well, whose character? Because you're doing that for a check. Yeah, right. You know, for your family. And that's fine. We all have to do things for our family. But then I'm looking at you this way. Right. Like- <laughs> well, who are you to judge? Yeah, exactly. Like I can't. Yeah. It, it bothers me so much that people will judge others yeah. when they were never in those positions. Yeah, it's frustrating at all. And 100% agree. Like it's. I think the mindset is really important too, because even take all this aside, you strip it all down. What you're saying, what it comes back to, people still have to put in the work. Right. Like your mindset will always trump your physical attributes yeah. at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean. Any, any final words you got, Matt? We got to wrap it up here. Um, so thank you for coming on. Thank you. Um, at least for me, hard work has gotten me to this point. Um, studying what I do, rewatching like sprints of mine that I've done, that's gotten me changing things and working smart, not working hard is like the main focus for me. So my final words are work smart, not work hard. <laughs> Wise words. Thank you. Wise words. Thank you, Matt. Brandon, any final shots? Uh, No, it was great having you on, man. Really appreciate it. It was Uh, great to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Have some insight from another generation. Uh, Yeah, I really appreciate that. Keep up the hard work, too, and best of luck. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, good luck with everything, Matt. Thank you. Later, guys. Oh, yeah.